0: Okay, so I need to ask this question. Go ahead. What the fuck does a bamboo cage have to do with India?
1: Um, racism, Colin. Plain like, and simple.
0: Like what I don't get about this is like, oh, he's from India. You know what? Punjabi prison match. It's like, it's like, oh, hey, uh, Jack Gallagher, you're from England. How about a fish and chips on a
1: pole match? Listen. That man is devastating when he gets when he gets his hands on some tea and crumpets from the outside. Oh my God, dude! Some hardcore shit right there.
0: How about how about Bobby Roode? You're Canadian. How about you
1: fighting a maple syrup and beer and apologies match? Beer and apologies, and uh, watch out for the hockey sticks. I mean, you say that, but literally, that's what Bobby Roode's gimmick was for several years in Team Canada. So you know, yes, that yes, yes everything you say that that happened
0: a uh, fuck your new day how about a watermelon eating contest uh, we're done hello welcome to fight forever and I feel like I should already make an apology.
1: Hello, welcome to Fight Forever. It's the most fanciful f- wrestling f- pod. Fuck. Hello, welcome to Fight Forever. It's the most <laughs> fanciful show about fake fighters fighting fake fights. No, it is a podfuck. It's a pod Fuck. Welcome to this podfuck. It's a cluster podfuck. Uh, I am Zach. And I am sorry about watermelons. And um, that's Colin. And uh, we watch and talk about wrestling because uh, you probably don't and or uh, might not want to or might not have the time to commit to it because frankly... Oh, uh, this shit's a beating sometimes, but you know what? We love it. Yes, we do. You we know? love it because you guys don't have to. Yeah. Uh, this week, what we're talking Raw, SmackDown, uh, Glow, a little bit of Best in the World, uh, from Ring of Honor, and um, I think we've Colin's got some real time serious talks about a certain cool. anniversary. We'll get into that. We'll get into it. I'm, just, first, I'm running down the top of the show. Let's
0: get into the happy good times first. Eh, so
1: well, You, you got to bring them up to bring them down.
0: Exactly. We'll, we'll close out on that. We'll close We'll on close
1: on, on a downer.
0: That. Yeah.
1: Huh. So,
0: uh, we'll, we'll, what we got first line up, Zach? What are we talking about
1: here? Let's see. It's probably Raw. Uh, raw. raw. Monday hey. Night Raw. So, uh...
0: What, what, what happened that's worth a shit? Because um, most of it wasn't.
1: No, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Most of this is just kind of treading water from what oh, it's always wait, been. Oh,
0: wait, there, there was that really weird thing with the ball family.
1: I, you know, I feel like everyone's talked about that. It's just very clearly you got a dorky, excited football, or football, sorry. I don't know what? sports. You got an excited basketball dad. Everybody was talking about, like, the backstage
0: heat because of you know, whoever saying, saying that we're coming for you.
1: n word. Yeah. Um, his youngest, I think that was yeah. the, yeah, somebody, somebody said Hulk Hogan's favorite word. Listen, that's and, the greatest Booker T promo I've ever heard in my life. So it was pretty exciting. Yeah. I mean, it was, I
0: mean, he got, he got so into it. He he just got carried away. Yeah. For real.
1: Yeah. But I mean, it's oh, whatever. It was a fun, dumb segment. Um, and I swear to God, they cut that off immediately early. It's like, Ambrose, get out there and just say the stuff. Don't even sugarcoat it.
0: Which, by the way, I watched a documentary that was on the trial of uh, Hulk Hogan sex tape. About Dean Ambrose? Oh, wait, no, go ahead. <laughs> uh, th- about Dean Ambrose's sex tape where he said the N-word a bunch? Yeah, where he um, talked about how big Hulk Hogan's dick was. Yes, he talked about how Hulk Hogan had a 10-inch penis and yes. he loved it. Um, No, um... In, in this court case like, they talked about how like fixed the court case was and how there was probably like some corrupt money funding this whole thing probably um, and it was
1: like entirely set out just to sink gawker well you know Peter Thiel gave the judge uh, money to to get his secret life altering or his life extending vampire company Youngblood Vampire you read about that right yes yeah so that's I mean it's probably what it was probably entirely
0: what it was but uh what's really freaky about it is just that like Hulk Hogan took away the bit in there about there being uh emotional damages after uh what came out in, in court and in public was him dropping the end bomb a bunch yeah but it ended up uh Getting away the the protection of insurance for both parties, so that they could just straight up fuck them in the wallet, which is crazy.
1: I don't know, man. I don't know what that has to do with anything we were talking about. But I'll oh, tell you, I, you wanna you wanna know why Hogan won? Why? Cause all the little Hulkamaniacs out there, brother. The judge and the jury, they know. They know. They know. They can't. Right, they can't front on these twenty-two was, inch, twenty-four inch pythons, brother. I just thought
0: about it because Nick N-bomb. Denton. Nick
1: Denton, you are coming for you, brother. Yeah, I mean,
0: it was just. It, I just thought about it because n bombs in WWE, and Hulk
1: Hogan's probably coming back soon. Yeah, he's absolutely coming back. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who the Ball family is. I don't keep up with those. I only keep up with fake sports. So he was a football player, and his sons are basketball players. Okay, cool. Like I, I mean, it know. was it was funny. He was clearly into it and clearly had no compunction with talking over everybody else's lines. It was kind of funny to watch yeah. from like a live theater train wreck. He did not rec.
0: give a shit about anything. And then he took
1: off his shirt. And that was great. That was good. And then Am- Ambrose he came out. He wanted to
0: have a chairs match with The Miz is uh, probably
1: what it was. Probably. Ambrose is like, hey, uh, Miz, uh, we're going to fight a Great Balls of Fire. Okay, that's the end of the segment. Bye. And then they just quickly just shoveled everyone off stage. Um, no it was funny so what else
0: oh we got that emotional promo from Enzo more no
1: yeah that whole thing and that was actually so, good
0: big gas you you and I we shared toothbrushes we've we've shared pairs of underwears yeah you're my brother yeah you know we we need to work together here yeah. People don't want this tag team to end because this is one of the only things in WWE programming that the fans like.
1: Well, uh, Enzo, I hate to tell you, but uh, I'm a heel now. So uh, I get to ruin things that fans like because I'm a well-rounded character that has a lot of established... Personality outside of our little routine here. So you know what? Big case, gonna
0: you do is just spell Swarf.
1: Well, you know what? What I'm also going to, what I can do now is throw you. So, uh yeah, oh, that's going to no. happen. And he hurled him down the ramp. And this was a pretty okay segment because I like, it got me to bite eventually. The whole time we were watching, I'm like, he's just going to turn and hit him. He's just going to turn and hit him. He's just going to turn and hit him. And he did. We all knew it was coming. Eventually,
0: but it, Took him so. Yeah, long.
1: Yeah, well, WWE is getting smart about how to hold those things out because it kind of reminds me of the time, like when Owens turned on Zayn in NXT, like they waited until, or when uh, Champa turned on Gargano, they wait yeah. until they play the end, the end keys. You know, it's like, oh, this has been a WWE production, 2017, and then suddenly the guy turns on him. Like they couldn't wait till the end of Raw for Cass to turn on Enzo, but they certainly did give it time to breathe, and eventually got me to bite. I'm like. Uh, I wonder if they just, you know, decided that hey, maybe we don't want to do this. Just nope, nope. It happened. Yep. Nope. Vince Vince's his boner will not be denied any longer. Oh, I need a big man on his own. I, I don't have another. I don't have enough of those. So I don't know, but it's uh I. We got our first look at, a uh, post-breakup Enzo and post-breakup Cass, mm-hmm. and they look basically exactly the same, so I don't quite know what to, what to, what am I supposed to expect out of this? Uh, they're gonna
0: repackage Cass in, like, right at the pay-per-view.
1: He's gonna grow a beard, cut his hair out, um, and then, uh, start wearing long tights and yep. go, uh... Uh, I don't know Big Cass is gonna make Your him... ass is grass Cause I'm Big Cass They're gonna make him The new test I'm a villainous stone. Oh yeah no Test would be good He's your Listen you're v- I'm sorry Vince Sorry Cass get over it Fuck I can't do this Hey Cass you're the new test Thank you that was my gag That This that has been it. my joke Thanks. Vince was gonna tell Cass He was the new test
0: Yes And then Big Cass was like Should I spell that?
1: To a T A Alright, tossed <laughs> Which is what he did to Enzo yeah. So, you know, there you go Hey,
0: Enzo, you've been
1: T-A-W-S-T Tossed God, okay You know, I. this is exactly what the writers thought The writers you know? thought exactly They knew we were going to do this They knew, they were like, let's tease those fight forever boys And their only set of uh, Matching impersonations they can do is yeah. suddenly out the window. I need
0: I, I I need a new like wrestler to impersonate. Was Orson Welles ever a wrestler? Of course. Oh well, he'd be like, well, what are you going to do when Orson Welles makes a film for you? Wow, wow, wah
1: Jimmy the Stewart says, <laughs> oh.
0: Jimmy the Stew Stewart." wah 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 whoa! whoa uh, 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 uh. I-I just think that you need to stop sleeping with my wife. Oh,
1: well, I'll (laughs) I'll see you
0: at a... a, a lethal leap here. You're nothing but an ignoramus. Jimmy the Stew, Stewart.
1: I'm Orson Welles. Hmm. Hmm. So of course they get, what, Boris Karloff to be the Undertaker, right? Because he's the Monster Heel? Yes. Um, hold on. he's my call off impersonation. Thank you. That was good. <laughs> that Thank was you. That was really good. That was his... Okay, that was Frankenstein. You want to hear him do The Mummy? Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> Whoa! I know. I've been working on it. And, I'm sorry. Uh,
0: here's here's my impersonation of uh, Lou Ferrigno.
1: Oh, wait. We're out of time. <laughs> oh, sorry. Next segment. Um, Well, speaking of The Incredible Hulk... um. Brock Lesnar got punked down and started turning green. Oh yeah. Yeah, or pink is more like. Well, think pink. There was a red Hulk for a while, so, you know, maybe that's what it was. Uh, Colin, they still haven't really fucked this up. They haven't? <laughs> like I,
0: we're just like week 3 and still not fucked up. Like they, Oh my god.
1: Like they managed to fuck everything up, so like Including Nakamura, which, again, don't get me started. That's next segment. But, um, that Joe looks like a killer, and Brock looks like he's, um, you know, in for a hell of a match, and this is great. I think Heyman's helping them write this. I think that's got to be know, what it is. You know, that's
0: probably part of it is that Heyman's helping book this.
1: Yeah, yeah. But it's really good. He comes out. Joe's getting the upper hand consistently, so it's like, are we gonna see this? Huh, huh, huh. And uh, again, if I had ticket well, money, I would go buy it. Because I'd I figured that
0: this. Brock Lesnar would be like, "Hold on, I'm fighting that pe- that fat piece of shit." You
1: know? Um, he's tall though. That's the thing. He's taller than um Owens, so I thought they were about the same height. He's got well, Owens is more in the belly. Uh, Joe kind of is, is... Joe at is least just broad. A, a human square. He's, yeah, he's... Uh, well, this is... Yeah, that's basically true. So that's that. That match is hopefully going to be good. That pay-per-view is shaping up to be kind of exciting because yeah, also, man. Braun Strowman is back and they're in an ambulance match. And that was also a pretty solid build.
0: Yeah, you know, that's going to be fun because that's the only way that Roman Reigns is tolerable. And I'll tell you what, when you know, when Roman Reigns was feuding with Big Show, people were complaining, because they were going, oh hey, this was a good match the first time, and then it just turned into a terrible match that they just kept doing over and over and over, but I want to tell people just shut the fuck up just let the match happen, because then he's away from the world title picture, and all you gotta do is just deal with the five minute matches that is Roman Reigns and the Big Show and in this case, it's like, just let Strowman and Reigns fight each other. You can live without both of them. Just yeah. let them be in that forever. Yeah. You
1: know, Roman's is Roman's pretty okay when he has a bigger guy to kind of that can they can take turns throwing each other around. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like you know, it's been it's been and it's yeah, it is partially because he's definitely definitely out of the title picture, and I have to see him in fewer segments every week. Um, but no, I, I, this the build's been sort of interesting. Poor Roman. You know, you'll never hear me say this again, but poor guy took a shitty bump, and I kind of was like, oh, oh, that looked good. When Stroman threw him into the side of the ambulance, it's like, oh, he actually just had to kind of take that the hard way. That sucked. So I'm excited for that, too. Um, yeah, I mean, getting tossed <laughs> into the side of an ambulance, that that was not
0: an easy bump to take, which is why, like, man, you know, I I can kind of respect Roman Reigns just for only kind of you know being willing to take that kinda of bump in his bulletproof vest
1: yeah exactly so also that was pretty good good job Roman you you get a thumbs up this week in this week only but don't you let me down or we'll start making fun of you again and you know you don't want that mm. Romans off limits this week finger of shame so um
0: what do we got women's women's elimination what, what was it called a gauntlet match the
1: gauntlet. So we had we had a women's gimmick match to main event this week. Hmm. Basically every show, women women gimmick matches main evented all three shows this week. Starting yeah, oops. <laughs> Starting with Raw, um, and it was what was it? It was the all six, yeah, six. Basically Nia Jax beats the entire division. Mm-hmm. Um, until Sasha comes out and manages to tap her out. Yeah. And so it was it, it was pretty nice
0: because Naya looks dominant. Yep. Um if Sasha were to win the title from Alexa, then you have Sasha being a big deal and her feud is already programmed in with Naya because you have the most dominant yeah. know, female wrestler suddenly. Yeah. I'm going to say
1: Alexa's given Naya, what, two shots at it? And none of them have ended clean, right? Mm-hmm. Or, so this, is, this has been pretty well been building to that Alexa-Naya feud we've kind of enjoyed so much, where Alexa's doing everything she can to kind of muscle out of, out from under Naya's thumb. Um, but it still gives you an actual face challenger that people are into, and the company does not seem intent on destroying uh, to actually challenge for Besides, I don't think Bliss and Alexa were really overlapped all that much that I saw in NXT. Well, and so. if
0: Nia is kind of the female Big Show, if she just comes in and tosses... Like, I was watching some really old uh, Royal Rumbles where, like, Big Show would just come in and fuck shit up for no reason well, and then yeah. leave.
1: Well, because he's a giant and he's never faced her ever heel forever too long. Like, he's very famously flip-floppy, so... eh. Whatever, throw shit around. You're big, who cares?
0: Yeah, the one thing... What, what was the main event? I think it was, like, H and Stone Cold. Stone Cold! Stone Cold! It may not have been. I. It, it was one of those... It was, like, it was H and somebody, uh... And then, it might have been like H on the Rock. I don't fucking know. But Big Show just came in and it was, it was H on the Rock. And then Big Show so, just
1: broke it up because yeah. he felt
0: like it. Big Show just came in, like the ref was down, and then he just fucked up everybody and then walked away.
1: Well, that was it. That's definitely something they could do with Naya. I mean, depending on how they want to spin this out, if she wants to just go for the title, uh, she could do that. If she if uh, like Alexa loses and then Sasha gets it, but they want to program somebody else against Sasha for the short term, you can take still take the slow burn on Naya and she's like I'll get to that title in a minute. I I will snap that skinny bitch, but first it's you, little girl. And we are going to go. So I don't know, it's been interesting. I'm kind of in denial. Almost sounds to say I'm in denial, but I'm in tune. I'm sort of into Naya. I'm in denial. I'm in Naya. And I'm in my denial of Yeah, so that's that's good. And that you will notice for the scorecard for those watching at home, this is the first of three times women will main event these shows. It's like they had ground to make up or something. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, is there anything else on Raw to Vince cover? Vince
0: like, oh, God, we need more estrogen.
1: Oh, we really fucked this one, boys. Um, Is there anything else to cover on Raw? No. Okay. I was just just making sure.
0: I mean, let's... let's... But let's momentarily uh talk about uh Bo Dallas and Curtis oh wait no we're out of time. let's move on <laughs> but
1: what about Bray Wyatt it should no there's
0: Smackades, smack smackades, smack. Smackades, smack smackades, smack. Down, down. Um w- w- what we got this week on SmackDown? We got uh The Fashion Vice. That's the only thing I want to okay, talk about. So we're going
1: to start strong and end terribly. No, of um course. yeah, okay. No, Fashion Vice is great this this week. Um again, I feel like who whatever writer they're letting do the Fandango and Tyler Breeze bits like, these fashion files, uh, they're letting them be, you know? No one's fucking with it. Like, it's like, you write it, someone, one person is writing this, and it's funny, and it doesn't get workshopped to death, because it's got a, there's a, there's a, a, a charming, hilarious clarity of vision and pitch point uh, jokes on this sort of thing. Um, and, for God's sake, there was some consistency and follow-through. Like, they were talking about uh, it's a long-term storyline. My God, they're talking about Fandango and Breeze are still trying to find who ambushed them, and they've got the Ascension. We're like, we didn't ambush you. We just wanted a spot on the card. <laughs> and Which is funny.
0: The best part about this, though, is that... When the, he was trying to bribe them? They're buttering them up, and then Fandango comes in, and he's like, hey, hey, hey I got two tickets to Paradise, Eddie Money Show. And, and then... <laughs> and, and then <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then they say no, we only listen to grindcore. Remember, like <laughs> that was my only slight complaint, my tiniest, tiniest complaint. What they said, grindcore, thrash metal, which is redundant, which is actually not even redundant. That's te- those are technically two different subgenres. I understand. Shat no, 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 no. no. <laughs> listen, I understand. I'm nitpicking. I believe me, but they should have just said we only listen to thrash metal. Like grindcore, thrash metal is not. There's a slight contradictions in terms in that just bugged me just that tiniest bit but otherwise it was perfect it was like uh, dang uh, uh breezy i thought we were both good cops in there yeah, no we were great we, cops we were great
0: cops <laughs> <laughs> it's so good and and then the the
1: uh, the ascension slowly they taking slowly the take the Eddie 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 money Eddie. tickets <laughs> yeah so this is good this is it's this is what i want in wrestling and you know what this is a fight forever first I think I will say, hand on my heart, hat in hand, I'm on one knee, I'm sorry, maybe the Ascension are good. Maybe they can be good
0: after all. I'm telling you, if they reinvent the Ascension, they're going to team up
1: with Aleister Black. See, I'm going to quibble with technically how you do that, I'd rather them stay big goofy face paint men. No. Yes, because they can be funny, goofy face paint men.
0: Let them be crazy MMA super serious guys.
1: Connor O'Brien is like forty. They're too <laughs> I'm tall. Like forty two years old. <laughs> <laughs> They're too tall and too old. Let them be funny and get someone else to be. Uh, listen, I understand the thematic consistency with um with Adrian or what Adrian Neville. Fuck, what's his name? Aleister Black. I get it, but with Tommy End. Tommy End. Tommy fucking end. There you go, Mark. Uh, uh, Kevin Steen. Maybe you've heard of me. My name is um I don't know I forget his name. What's his <laughs> Max name? Landis? Max Landis. My dad killed a man <laughs> with the <a> helicopter. <laughs> with the helicopter. My man <laughs> used a helicopter to kill a guy. Um, but that was fun and that was good. Um, what else? What else, Colin? Oh my God! It's a mirage. I'm telling you all, this it's shit's come. It's sabotaged. sabotage. This shit's coming back, sabotage. dude. It's the fucking Punjabi prison match.
0: So so I love how Jinder comes out and he's like, My countryman, the great Kali. And He really like, put some stank on that. He did. He did. He put like the most stank on it. It's like, Jinder, you're Canadian. Oh, shut up.
1: <laughs> shut up, nerd.
0: Um No I'm like, whatever <laughs> I love how they're trying to, like, it's the most brutal match of all time! It's so brutal, they only did it once! So, they did it twice? No, they didn't. Yeah, they did? No, they didn't. They did one? No, they did it twice. They never did. They did it with Taker and Big Show because of the Great Kali. Yeah,
1: it had elevated liver enzymes. And they did one with the Great Kali and Batista. Wait. Holy shit, that's right, Big Show did see. They've done. Really? Yes, they did what, it twice. What was the second? Wait. No, hold on. It was Great Kali and
0: Batista, and then it was Undertaker and Big Show. Why did that come back? Okay, well, listen. It was supposed to be Taker and Great Kali. No, I
1: remember that. And then and then elevated he, liver enzymes. So then they
0: put in Big Show for no reason. <laughs> yeah,
1: that was awkward.
0: Because they had already
1: taken out the bamboo cage from storage. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> we already bought all this fucking bamboo. No, they already built it. The fir- that was the first match. Kali couldn't compete in the first time it was there. Yeah, and then he competed in the second time with Batista. That was dumb. Is that the most racist match type? Because literally only Indians seem to be able to use it. Is that a secret power up that they get? <laughs> it was invented way back when
0: Gandhi was wrestling.
1: Yeah. No, I mean it's that's where he would stretch was, and breathe fire, right? It
0: was Gandhi versus yeah versus Dalsim
1: from Street Fighter. <laughs> Yoga Flame are we racist? <laughs> I what I are we? Are, are we, we the racist? Are we the real? Are we? Are we really the racists here? <laughs> we might be. We might be. But
0: the the biggest deal about this match to me, the biggest grievance that I have, is that the, so there's two layers of cage. It's a
1: cage within a cage.
0: And the way that you win is by climbing it. Well, well you, no pinfalls. No, no, no submission.
1: You climb one, and you have to like crawl out of a tiny hole in the other. Unless they changed it from the first time they did this match. I don't know. Yeah, it's a double escape match. Which, whatever, escape cage matches are fine. That's, but it's a two-layered escape cage well, match. Well, uh, yeah, this might... Mu- I don't, Okay, whatever. It's a Punjabi prison match. It's the one of the dumbest stipulations we've ever had. It's great, Colin. But the credit that I have to give them is that at least this
0: isn't a stipulation that's done often.
1: Because you need an Indian guy to do it. Well, and I'll give him credit. I don't know if Kali was, like, Punjabi. But gender is. Yeah, gender is. Yeah, that's at least what they're leaning in with him. So there's a little more consistency here.
0: Yeah, it's a little less racist because they've actually been doing the Punjab thing accurate with gender. <laughs>
1: Punjab. So, it's, women's it's, money in the bank. <laughs> Speaking of gimmick matches, we have speaking of poon jobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh he really got him there.
0: <laughs> um, so earlier in the night, Daniel Bryan comes out and he starts delivering a promo about about there being the uh, the second ever Women's Money in the Bank ladder match
1: because somebody fucked up the first one.
0: Yes, and then Carmella comes out. And then she delivers a promo where she says, I was robbed. I was absolutely robbed of this opportunity, you know. it's just going to end up the same. Just hand me the briefcase now. And then Daniel Bryan's going, you know what? We're just going to do it, though, because we already advertised this for a week.
1: Because we already fucked it up the first time, and we've already been advertising it. So also, they
0: did it, and you know what? They fixed everything. Well, because they
1: locked James Ellsworth in a cage. Yeah, so they and had, kicked him out of the arena, and he did not come yep. to interfere later in the match at all. They did the same exact match, basically. Basically, um, almost the same ending. And then,
0: yeah, almost the same ending, except Becky comes back, and then they do a little bit of fan service there, and then Ellsworth lands on his balls, and then. Carmella comes up with a chair and just beats the fuck out of, out of Becky like which 700 is, times. Yeah, which is
1: more or less kind of what you said last week. You were fairly close. I mean, not that it was like the hardest thing to book. But, you know, but I said it. I kind of predicted this. I said he's going to end up with
0: a groin shot and then Carmella's going to beat the fuck out of somebody with an object.
1: Well, would you have put it on someone else besides Carmella? No, Carmelo is still your. your she's girl. the one. She's the one, and you know what? Even in light of this fucking like, she f- controversial fuck up. Well, fuck up, whatever. No, even, even, even you still light- put
0: it on her because she's the one that makes sense, and they already planned ahead with her. You know, it just it makes sense. There's nobody else who could with the face champ right now. It doesn't really make sense to put it on anybody else, and you know what? The the interesting thing about this is that all that it was was just a fix of the fuck up that people were angry about, and that Vince was able to just because, I mean, in the end, it's Carmella climbs the ladder, she and and, unhooks and, the briefcase, proves she could do it yes. the whole time. She stares at the camera and then begins to say, "Who needs a dream? Who needs ambition?" Where will I be back where I started? Um so like it just it it works. It's the same thing. That's from La Mis, right? No. It's, uh, it's I mean you're close, it's the same era of musical. That's uh,
1: chess. Ow. Okay. <laughs> the, the the
0: other the other song from chess is to Bangkok. <speaking in French> oriental city the city don't know what the city is getting okay one night in bangkok you in can stop world, yeah. stop.
1: stop you're turning japanese i
0: That's, really
1: think so but it's the same, it same it era <laughs> and and uh sorry uh in english isn't the artiste anymore so no one's no one's doing the musical gimmick
0: i'm kind of sad about that because where is aiden english where is i don't know he's in
1: in that same hellhole they threw ty dillinger luke harper and eric rowan into and i'm very upset
0: luke harper came out of that to fight to be fed to
1: gender yeah i know that makes me upset and then he got thrown right back into the box listen i didn't say luke harper wasn't on tv i said they were in a hellhole yeah we're all in the gender hellhole
0: and i want to climb out of it so that's it for smackdown (laughs)
1: Domo <ausical> <of his> <pee> arigato, Mr. Robot. A- Wait. No. Oh, what? sorry. What? Sorry, I tried. You, you Hold can- the line! Love is in always on time. Do you know who sings that song? Yeah, they were both Toto. We talked about that.
0: Toto. Toto. I, they they were really good. They're good guys. I need you all the way. And then that had like a sax solo in it. I get
1: them cool. confused with Phil Collins sometimes if I don't okay. if I don't listen to the vocals. Well, you know what? Toto was the best band
0: in the world. Okay. Kind of like ROH's best in the world. Uh, Ooh, Morrow, uh, back
1: on television. Oh, Ooh, Mama Mia. <laughs> mama Mia, that was something. Um, so. I don't we we don't really cover Ring of Honor all that much here. Uh, I don't super keep up with it, and Colin doesn't at all. So we'll be super brief. But in as much as this affects stuff that's near and dear to our heart, or which is to say, New Japan, um, at the top, my dude, at the top, Cody Rhodes is now your Ring of Honor champion, and he's going to job out to Okada. In, uh, Cody. <laughs> he's going to job out to Okada this weekend at the G1 uh, USA specials.
0: That's okay. Yeah, it's cool. You know, you do you, Cody.
1: I mean, good for Cody. Good for Cody. I mean, it kind of makes Ring of Honor look a little little bit second rate. I don't know. They could probably put on a good match, I guess. I don't know. I worry, though. Cody has, like, a high floor, but I don't know. Kind of a low ceiling, too, you know? Yeah. But Okada is a six and a half, six and a quarter, 70 million star winner. Has had how many five star matches in his career? Uh, it probably be all right. I mean, he is code I mean, if you touch Okada, he's sticky from Dave
0: Meltzer's jizz.
1: If you touch Okada, that immediately adds two and three quarters a star or whatever you were doing.
0: <laughs> yes, from Dave, he's like, you know what? You no, know, it was good.
1: It was good. You know
0: what? You grocery <laughs> shop. It was pretty good. It's pretty good. And uh, then Brian Alvarez is like, you know what? I could have done it better.
1: Colin, did you see those clips? Did you see the clip where they had Brian? chico alvarez wrestling some shitty new york indie they were people were uploading um, i need to watch those. yeah i will find you that match where and i'm to gonna see-
0: rate it negative i'm gonna rate it a dud yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> ha, ha wrestling observer um also real brief um good matches here go check out Wrestling world it's pretty fun Dalton Castle Dalton Castle is a uh, Ring of Honor trios champions with the boys I mean
0: he's the sexiest he's the sexiest boy of well, the boys well this is
1: true but here's my question Colin they didn't individually identify who the boys were they're just the boys they're just these two guys that don't have names <laughs> you know what they're the boys and they're back in town <laughs> yeah. crack open a cold one they'll come a running that's all you need yeah that's all you need to know and uh, my 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 favoriteest guys, uh, Motor City Machine Guns, won their match against the Rebellion, so they still get to be jobbers with Jay White and Jonathan Gresham. Um, Colin, what happened to the Motor City Machine Guns? I don't know. They were the best shit in TNA, the best tag team in TNA, and then it was like, okay, never mind, we're not.
0: Well, nobody gives a shit about TNA. I know, and fuck that place.
1: I know, but like a decade ago, they were the best shit. And, and then,
0: fuck Jeff Jarrett, and fuck Jim Cornette, and, and fuck, fuck Vince Russo. Russo.
1: Yeah, I don't. Whatever. So, anyways, yes, check out. Yes, I
0: hope they die, and I hope they burn in hell.
1: Yeah, we? I don't know. I don't understand people feuding. I don't know why people still listen to Cornette and Russo. Either of them? Why? Who cares? I'm Jim Cornette. Check out Randy And Vonne, I just but. hate Vince Russo. That's all I do. That's all I do. I'm not. I'm not AJ Styles in a fat suit. No, I just hate <laughs> Vince Russo.
0: <laughs> he just uh, he just takes off the fat suit and then he's like, I beat up John Cena,
1: and then he puts on the. I beat up Jim Cornette. It's what I do. Listen, I don't know if Styles would do that, but sure as shit, I think Owens wants to. Um, beat up John Cena. Beat up uh, Owens or beat up uh, Cornette. <laughs> I I beat up Jim Cornette. I'll beat him up. I'll beat him up good. Um, yeah. So check out Ring of Honor. Um,
0: so what, what? What else we got? Uh, well,
1: I mean, do you, we, uh, we 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 glow? Glow. So let's briefly talk glow for a minute here. Um, let's talk about glue.
0: So, this Netflix show, the main thing that I want to talk about with this is... uh, So, the plot line to this, if you're going to watch this show, it's a dramedy. um, More comedy than drama, but definitely a dramedy. About this desperate film actress in L.A. And... She is trying to get a gig. She ends up getting called into this casting call for a wrestling TV show. She sleeps with her uh sleeps best... with Harry from Mad Men. Yeah, Harry from head sleeps with her best friend's uh husband, and then basically in the end, her best friend beats the shit out of her in that ring. Um Spoilers so that's how the whole thing starts off in the in the pilot, and then it goes off from there into uh, all the wacky hijinks of Mark Maron
1: and Allison Bree and Awesome Kong, and a lot of other fucking cameos from uh, over the hill two oh, bit wrestlers. Let's see what we got. We got
0: we got a uh, Awesome Kong is Kong's, actually like a role. Yeah, Kong's role. in a
1: featured role.
0: Then there's, uh, Brodus Clay and Carlito are in a couple episodes. Alex
1: Riley. Alex Riley's in Frankie Kazarian, Christopher Daniels. Joey Ryan. And...
0: By the way, I had no idea that Joey Ryan was on RuPaul's Drag Race. That
1: makes all the sense in the world, doesn't it? Uh, (laughs) It really does. No, that guy... Well, listen, Joey Ryan has had enough memes catch on online where it was, like, between the Lego powerbomb in PWG and then, like, the dick suplex he'd do in, uh... I forget I don't even know what fucking fed that was but the dick did things he do in Japan like the he had gotten enough he'd been on like he made ESPN a couple of times for different dumb shit he's done so it actually makes sense that he's like crossed over into like pop culture you mm-hmm. know I'm Joey Ryan I'm a sleazy man with a mustache and I wrestle Um, and John Morrison was also in an episode
0: yeah John Morrison was in the pilot He's in the pilot trainer. being
1: a trainer yeah um oh and you know you know who else was in there even though she wasn't credited huh Brooke Hogan yes, that's right. I haven't gotten to that episode, but I did see that scene
0: um which yeah. is
1: kind of hilarious
0: it's kind of because they put her in a bunch of old age makeup
1: so like you wouldn't know that it was her passing through if you didn't also I get face blindness whenever I look at her and I try not to try not yeah. to remember she I mean just... sometimes you turn to stone if you look at her long enough. I mean that just I I'm we're lucky we survived by looking at Hulk Hogan's penis, but you know. I've never seen
0: Hulk Hogan's penis. That's
1: a lie. I I haven't. Have you I've seen, seen Terry Balea's penis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> have you listen listen, have you seen a Hulk Hogan match? You have seen his penis. <laughs> That's his finishing move. That's not his leg. No, it's the dick <laughs> Glow.
0: Um, so uh, yeah, the, the biggest thing about GLOW that I'll take away, because I'll try to be as spoiler-free as I can, um, except for wrestler cameos, but uh, the, the thing is this show is the... It kind of refreshes and reminds me why wrestling is good.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I don't think I've ever seen... A thing, a, a media, a piece, a property, anything really. Explain what makes wrestling fun and good and enjoyable, kind of uh, inside or outside of the industry. Like I don't see wrestling representing itself as mm-hmm. well as Glow represents wrestling. You know what well, I mean? Yeah,
0: and it kind of all starts with how they draw these connections through the characters, if you're really paying attention. Absolutely. Because the lead actress, who's the best friend of Alison Brie, uh, she is a soap opera star, a former soap opera star. And they make all these connections. I mean, they draw it directly when she goes to a wrestling show. And, and says, she
1: literally goes, oh, my God, this is soap opera. This, this is, is soap a soap opera. opera. Let's get it.
0: Oh, my God, I can do this. This is a soap opera. And that is you know the huge connection that most people draw the other thing is that Mark Marin's character is a dishonored director who just does a bunch of terrible schlocky B movies and there's really a connection drawn in there with him that it's like oh you're perfect for this because you make B movies
1: well and they have characters like defending schlocky B movies it's just campy nonsense fun you know like they they really do kind of spell out yeah We it's not about real fights like come on really we're past no. we're past this this is storytelling it's about and so- soap yeah. opera Over bullshit the, yeah broad strokes melodramatic storytelling which everyone loves whether it's soap opera or fucking gore slasher fix or maybe yeah. it's just watching people pretend to fight and it's told in a ring yep
0: you know that that's the that's the big thing is that you get a bunch like you know it's fake and it's like of course duh like yeah yeah Of course we know that it's fake. But what it is, is it's just ridiculous bullshit for a few hours.
1: Yeah, and this is also... It also kind of touches... And this is going to sound really weird, uh, especially coming from us having just bagged on the WWE for inelegantly talking about issues of the day, having a man win the first women's money in the bank match. Yeah. But Glow kind of allows us or they kind of do a good job of showing how wrestling handles bad and gross shit you know what I mean like it doesn't shy away from the the controversial Mm. bad nonsense and both the good and the bad like yes of course you have the only two black women playing a rapper and the welfare queen well and i was
0: just about to say like not shying away leaning into that leaning into really, it but that's the whole thing in wrestling you know you have to Kind of what makes awesome kong my favorite part of that is her playing the welfare queen which
1: is so i mean it's <laughs> so fucking ridiculous she
0: takes up fucking food stamps and throws the, and just people. starts shoving it in people's mouths yeah saying yeah i could just throw it away i get all these from the government all the time but
1: they like, fight people dressed as like clans members and get fucking cheered for you know so it's like that's not that's not s- especially nuanced uh commentary on social matters but hell no but I mean wrestling can have those moments if you're not a fucking idiot like hell I remember I mean we, we go about this it went very terrible very quick but I still remember kind of the the kernel of a good idea in Muhammad Hassan you know what I mean was if they if they didn't compl- immediately run it into the cliff. Yeah. They but immediately went the exact wrong way with that. What they're sort of maybe could attempt to do with Gender Mahal. You know what I mean? Like it's it's possible for these things to 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 be wrestling to be a vehicle for not just entertainments, but also commentary sometimes. Not always. It's mostly just fun, but it is fun and it is a storytelling and it is a medium mm-hmm. that does have, and I mean, you know, they acknowledge the, yeah. uh,
0: th- there's even an element in there where they really acknowledge with a uh, Machu Picchu, uh, the angle of having coming from a family of wrestlers yeah too,
1: and the pressures with that. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's been, um, I've enjoyed it very well for, uh, most of the, most of what I've seen. I'm not entirely through the series, but I'm most of the way through, um, uh, how do we like the, um, the 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 it's from the Orange is the New Black, creator the production team behind that. So like, do we feel like the I suppose the gender politics, the sexing, the whole the women's empowerment thing is. Or we feel like it's is it genuine to that? Does it speak to that audience they well? Did it almost better than Orange in a way? Because you've seen more of both of these shows than I have, so I kind of have to put that to well, you.
0: Because Orange really kind of loses loses the uh humanity of everything in you know trying to balance uh these criminals versus you know these people being real women mm-hmm. you know it's constantly trying to acknowledge both sides of that mm-hmm. while you know and it ends up where often you're a little too uh you're it, it just kind of bloodies the message that they're trying to go with too much and uh, the problem with Orange as a whole is that it tries to say too much and Glow doesn't really attempt to say a whole lot besides just kind of relaying you know the challenges of building a wrestling competition Um, you know building this this show week to week and explaining what it is um, it has the similar issue to Orange to Me in that like I ended up not giving a shit about the two main characters the two white girls basically Yeah. Uh, by about halfway through the season and started wanting to see more and more of the minorities and the social outcasts and all that you know but isn't
1: that classic wrestling though
0: well, we don't give yeah. a
1: fuck who gives a fuck about orton versus gender i want to see what the goofy fucking fashion police are doing like the side characters that have uh you know just a slight they have a much smaller yeah. time to try to tell their story and it's get the across. same
0: thing in orange where uh, in season one, by episode four, I didn't like Piper. I say you get out of you get rid of you get sick of Piper quick. I did not give a shit about her or Laura Prepon. Like I gave no shits.
1: No, it's about, all about those the, characters. Yeah, it's all about what uh, I
0: wanted. To just follow Tasty, and you know what? The new season of Orange, the season five, they're pretty much just
1: following Tasty now. Yeah. So I mean, it's see they learned, and it's like. M- I think, again, it's, uh, the thing about an ensemble is you've know you you've always got someone to go to. Wrestling is very much like that. It's, it's, a, it's a variety of show. You can watch these big guys do stuff, watch the cool flippy guys. There's a women's match. You'll have a comedy match. There's always something interesting, something for everyone to fall over onto. Go to this if you're not interested. Um, and it's just fun, you know? So like it's really cool that GLOW has kind of got that. And I love the fucking cast, dude. We haven't we've only sort of touched on that. but mm. um like Marin is great. I've always really enjoyed Marin. Again, Allison Bree is this right, kind of neurotic well, sort of
0: She's it, it's funny. I was watching episode one with Mom. Um, and she is asking me, like, do y'all think that Allison Bree is hot? and i looked for a minute at her and like in other moments it's actually really funny because i did like this thing on facebook like that like see your memories thing yeah and i saw a conversation like on this day that i had a conversation with somebody about alison bree being hot weird um like about 6 years ago no oh, wow um and i'll say the same thing then that i did now um or what um it's she is cute she's not hot but she is kind of that girl next door cute
1: yeah well and i yeah hot is a weird that's a weird thing for her to i I think a, a weird idea to float um i don't know i don't know if anyone anyone in that's i don't know looking at all these women in their 80s uh workout athletic gear it's just very unflattering. You know what I mean? Like I don't think well, any of that's attractive. The the, the the fucking feathered hair and all that stuff. Like I'm I'm not really into it. There was it. an
0: article that the actress who played Debbie on yeah. Glow, uh, yeah. she came out with this article afterward. Um, which, by the way, she loves her adjectives. And the title of the article was Having pea Sized Confidence and Watermelon Sized Tits. Um. Oh. And uh it was It was a very informative article, you know, on basically how important these issues are, you know, with, uh, you know, striking down women and how that role really, that's the biggest thing with her is this insecurity that she has, um, after her husband cheated on her. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's a fair amount of things, uh, to be told in individual stories that yeah. I would love to see build on. I mean, Cherry has this. Uh, she's an actress, you know, stunt double all The Stunt double is
1: looking to, you know, crossover. Uh, and,
0: you know, we don't know exactly what happens because they leave it on a cliffhanger, but uh, she gets an offer that directly conflicts with the wrestling show. So, I mean, these are things that happen throughout that really tell individual stories that, I mean, fuck, on this show. I would just love to see more of uh of Awesome Kong and and Cherry. You yeah. Know? Um, I've kind of stopped caring about necessarily Allison Breeze character. Yeah.
1: Because I feel like the story was told there. You know. Yeah. She got the job. She got the job. They stepped up. They they sort of, may they don't completely mend their friendship, but they like at least you know.
0: Well, and that's pretty much don't it. Completely is hate are they going to be other. friends again? Yeah. Yeah. Because um, they even leave that off in, in the finale where it's, are they going to be friends? We well, don't know. I mean, yet. hopefully this gets a second season. It will. Yeah, Where hilarious. they left everything, it's going to get a second season.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I've really enjoyed what I've seen, and I think it's a good... Is it a good bridge for people who don't like wrestling to start watching Absolutely.
0: wrestling? Absolutely. It is. It is the show to watch if you want to understand wrestling. To me. uh, Because it's a pretty good entryway into that and if you don't like glow you're not gonna like wrestling hmm. um and some people are going to like glow and not like wrestling but I've, i mean it gives you a pretty good understanding at least yeah, I, yeah you're gonna
1: I, be able to understand i don't know if it's an on-ramp but it's a, certainly a pretty good primer it's a good explainer you know so cool good job good job netflix so um yeah
0: we're going to take a brief break and then we'll be back uh and it's gonna be serious time <laughs>
1: Colin so did you know it is the six year anniversary of the CM Punk pipe bomb
0: yes um and there's also a certain other anniversary that it happens to be and uh, I'm going to link the two here in a
1: minute okay well yeah it's, uh, it's about that time folks remember uh, open the gates because the dogs are in the enclosed pool area Oh, we're 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 already. Oh yeah, with tact, since. tact, and uh, warmth and caring for the human condition. So, um, about ten years ago was the
0: uh, the double murder suicide of uh, Chris Benoit, Nancy Benoit, <laughs> and Daniel, um,
1: Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan, um, yeah. It's real bad, real fucking real... So,
0: and I mean, let's let's get into this for a minute, because I've been listening... Last night I listened to a few uh, different radio shows on this, um, some from around that time, some from a year ago. It was uh, the figure four reports that were going on in 2007 with Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez, uh, the Talk is Jericho thing from last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all of these different uh, reports on how... Basically, uh, the differences in what they were saying then versus what they're saying nowadays. Um, You know, at that point, nobody knew what the fuck to think. It turned into, you know, maybe his son had uh, all of these, you know, all of these issues. Um, You know, you know, a few people thought possibly that is that his wife lost it and killed the kid, and so then Benoit killed her in a fit of rage.
1: It could like, also... It might have also probably have been Kevin Sullivan. Nobody knows. The truth is out there. Hashtag ask questions.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Um, He was framed.
0: But... <laughs> sorry. He was... Oh, God. I Sorry. Um, I'll quit. I'll stop. Yeah. Not on the anniversary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a bit much for what we're about to get into here, because a lot of people... Um, nowadays, there's still a discussion of whether or not it was CTE, um, which Dave Meltzer has doubts about. And for something that's a little bit unfounded to me, um, because the big thing was whether or not this was a post-concussion syndrome, uh,
1: thing, or whether or not it was steroids or a mixture of both, which it was probably I mean, it's both. probably a mixture of both. Didn't the um, uh, Sports Legacy Institute or whatever didn't Chris Nowitzki's outfit get his brain to, like, study? Yes. Um, and I mean... yeah, the brain of a 75-year-old yeah, man.
0: he did. Um, he he had the shit beaten out of him, and part of it was because this guy didn't take a break for over 22 years. Nope. Um, he just wrestled and wrestled and he wrestled. He wrestled
1: and he took headshots. He was very old school. Very old school in the mentality. You work through and it. And he was on roids. Oh, and lots of roids. There's he was, that too. And he didn't...
0: I mean, if you're on roids for 22 years, he wasn't out on injury often. And even when he was out on injury, uh, he was still allegedly roiding. He was still juicing. Um, there is an argument now because, uh... On the wellness policy, he was tested three times since the death of Eddie Guerrero. Um, and he only failed once. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he failed, he had already had a pardon because he was on the juice during an injury that he said was to help with the injury. Yeah, that was a, a doctor's... Blah,
1: blah, blah, That was a yes. prescription. Yeah.
0: yeah, it was. So, but it was... He was taking steroids while he was injured. Um... And without cycling, because a lot of people, what they do when they're injured is they just get off the roids. Um, and they let themselves heal. Yep. And then they get back on cycle the Cycle back on. Yeah. yeah. They cycle back on, but he never let himself cycle. So a lot of people think that it had to do with how fucked up his hormones were and what that did to his brain. Um, a lot of people think, uh, that it was CTE, but the argument that I've heard Dave Meltzer use over and over again. And, and what's her name? Uh, I think it was, I think it was Benoit's sister who was like really involved with them. Started talking about how she thinks that it wasn't uh, CTE because he was pretty fucking lucid, and especially in the end. I mean, he was paranoid, and he would do things like on the drive he would take different routes home. Okay. Um. And he never got lost. He never dealt with memory issues. Um, he had depression. Basically though, this is why I think it's unfounded. He had every other symptom besides memory issues. Um he just didn't deal with he remembered where he lived. He you know he got a little weird in terms of his habits. Um but he didn't he didn't necessarily uh ever not remember stuff.
1: You know, he remembered he could
0: perform in the ring. Allegedly.
1: Allegedly. Well fucking what's that? Every every wrestler who's had concussions has memory issues and can still perform in the ring. Like we didn't like if they're just saying he wasn't really all that forgetful, like that doesn't mean he necessarily didn't have I don't know. I think he still had issues. Maybe they're covering a little bit. I don't know. What are we what are what is this your what are you what are you trying to drive out of here? I'm curious, like well, what are we saying? So it's then and now,
0: right? And it's how how I see it is there was a lot of complaints about concussions mm-hmm. uh, at the time yeah. that he died and now there's a lot of covering up of concussions Yep, in this industry so it's gotten worse and things have moved in cycles yep. because the issue that WWE is having right now is having uh, they have a whole lot of talent
1: that's similar to uh the benoit style well you know? they, they come in with a in with a history on the indies you can't right all of their best and then they work com- the most intense schedule in the world they don't work in intense style but they work the most intense schedule
0: yes. yes um but the style has gotten less intense yes um and it's funny because I listened to a podcast from Brian Alvarez. All right. The day after all the shit went down. It was the day after. Yep. And the things that Brian Alvarez advocated was an off-season.
1: Oh, of course. For
0: top stars. Yes, up for all stars. You know, just basically switching out your cast of people every six months. Um, Yeah. Stagger it so you can keep cycling, but... Right. And that way you can also extend feuds. Mm -hmm. WrestleMania can become an amalgamation of everybody. You know, you let people have breaks. Um, He also advocated for a more strict wellness policy, which um, basically what I want to touch on is... Uh, the horror show of them letting the wellness policy slip again there's less and less wellness policy violations right now than there were and uh
1: right now our WWE champion is very clearly a hundred percent juicing very clearly
0: he's got everything. These guys have. I mean, I was watching some Royal Rumble 2000, like before all this shit went down. They were still in trouble for steroids, but it wasn't like.
1: Yeah. Well, enough, it wasn't like it is now. Enough time had gone past the 80s steroid trial that it was relaxing, you know? And H is
0: clearly. Ju- I mean, you can just see the acne on his body. Yep. And you can just see how fucking shredded and defined he was. Mm-hmm. Um. And a lot of it has to do with the culture. I mean, after post Eddie Guerrero when everybody started dejuicing uh wrestlers were getting smaller, and Vince even straight up said to Chris Masters, uh you know, your neck looks like a stack of dimes now."
1: We got it. well, they had to let him go. he had to he had to kind of reinvent himself as a leaner leaner Chris Masters for a couple of years before he got to come back. Because, yeah, he was Royd City, my dude. All these guys were.
0: And what I'm fearing is that we're about to get back into that. And we're about to get back into this culture of wrestlers who, you know, are working dangerous styles. And because WWE, in a way, is getting a little desperate for ratings. Mm-hmm. Ratings are plummeting. Um, I see a lot of bright and garish warning signs. And it's because they had a chance to move into the postmodern era of wrestling with CM Punk. He was moving them there. Um with everything at money in the bank six years ago, um, that whole pipe bomb, that whole thing there was suddenly a fourth wall breach. Um there was suddenly uh, this self awareness that wrestling could have stepped into that would have made it cool again. Um, but they resisted. And CM Punk was probably an insufferable shit. Honest well, to, to
1: say, thing. I don't think Punk did. I feel like Punk maybe had the intent to try to help or do something he thought was helping the industry, but man, he could have probably been a, a less of an insufferable prick. In 10 years,
0: though. Looking back on that, because Brian Alvarez said, this is going to change the entire industry. It, Did it? Uh,
1: y- you know, I feel like, uh, I think it was sort of a, a, maybe a one-two punch about, it was a punk flaking out, punk flaming out, whatever flaking out, I'm not going to, that's. This, I don't want to make that sound too judgmental, you know, punk flamed out and left the company. Um, and I think Daniel Bryan, uh, those, those concussion lawsuits and all this stuff, uh, Bryan being not cleared by their doctors, and there's a whole subset of stuff where they are, are you know, playing the, it super safe with him. That I is thi- an
0: interesting thing because Bryan Alvarez did advocate for, if you're dealing with any risk of concussion, if you have a propensity towards that, you're done. And they did that with Daniel Bryan. Yeah. He was gonna be their top star that was gonna make wrestling I mean, I don't know if he would've made it cool. He would've made he was wrestler cool. He wasn't uh, yeah. making No again, cool. he could
1: have yeah, no, he would have he could have united a fan base. He wouldn't have necessarily grown the the tent, but But he was you know, somebody who was gonna be a huge ringer for them. Yeah. And
0: they had to let him go.
1: Well, yeah. I mean we'll see what happens when he's literally gonna walk out and the we'll see where the the contract shakes up but uh yeah well yeah. Um, let's see what happens with when he goes to the bullet, bullet club um yeah i don't know i think it's the one two punch where it was these two guys who could have who would have been big deals who did not work out for various reasons and they're like well listen we're going to institute our own controlled pipeline to get athletes to bring them in you know so they can vet them they don't have to rely on the indies to build talent you know um so they can because they do take concussions more seriously. Like, I mean, let's not, you know, you can say what you can about people can cycle to dodge wellness tests. Yes, of course. But they do take concussions seriously. You know, like, uh, we give them a little credit for that. It seems like if anyone gets busted, you know, they're off for a couple of weeks. Mm. Well, and we've
0: known for sure now since uh, Reigns' uh, wellness policy bust. That he's been cycling. We know that now. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know whether or not necessarily this made the huge impact that we thought that it would. Because, I mean, things relaxed again. So now we're dealing with this. You know, the difference is people are cycling more on steroids. Which a lot of it had to do with a lot of these guys committing suicide. A lot of these guys uh, not living as long because they were basically taking steroids without the cycle.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, um, I think it's a slow, slowly crawling. It's a slow evolution towards, because if you can, if you can eventually get to a point where you don't need big muscle roadie guys as much, you don't, that does, that's not what it takes to be a star, you know? Like if you can have indie guys who can work in more athletic style, um, and then they pull that back, you know. It's I think it's it's about it's about adjusting expectations from within the company and without, you know, because uh, I don't know. Again, people want to see uh, indie style, but they can't do it five days a week, which is what WWE is all about. So there's there's still an evolution to be had about who, what kind of body types we're looking for, what kind of talent with what sort of history and what kind of style they work, how often. Um, But I don't know. I think they're trying to bring it all in-house for better quality control and try to prevent issues before they happen, which ultimately, I guess, solves the problem, basically, if they want to get to the point where they think, you know, we'll only use steroids for cosmetic reasons, whatever, you know. I don't... I I just... I don't like to see... Genders a grown-ass man and can do whatever he wants to his own body. I don't give a shit. I don't um, particularly like the idea of the company rewarding that kind of self-destructive behavior. But then again, it's a self-destructive business. You don't be a stuntman full-time and uh, stay at it forever. Um, Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's bad. It certainly had a lot of fallout. Mostly, uh, the most direct thing I think Benoit has done, at least how it affects what I watch on wrestling, is that I get really confused when I look through old pay-per-views on the network, and it says, Kurt Angle in an Intercontinental Championship match. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that guy got blown. He got unpersoned.
0: What What phantom are they fighting with? Yeah,
1: what kind of ghost creature is this?
0: I understand them not using his name. And... I mean, I don't honestly, even
1: particularly believe or blame him, you know. Well, and honestly, I
0: don't really like watching the matches because all that I can think about now is he fucking murdered his son.
1: Yeah. No, it's fucked and up.
0: Not only did he murder his wife, like it was a brutal murder. No, it was real bad. It was real. He tied her up and then strangled her with a knee to the back. You know that was a brutal murder. Yeah, real gross. Let's not recap it. So I'm just saying, this is this is a guy who I don't necessarily want to see in this violent context, especially when he's called the rabid Wolverine. You know, some fucked up shit.
1: Yeah, man. I don't know. I I want these motherfuckers need to unionize, get uh, health insurance. Get an off-season. Do you see that happening in 10 years? Uh, n- No. Do I see it happening? No. What do you see happening in 10 years? The train's going to just keep on rolling basically how it is. Maybe we'll have some kind of a um, more universal health care system at some point in the future. Some sort of shambling semblance of more guaranteed... Uh, access sometime, so a lot of guys will get covered kind of through that direction. But uh, I don't see a union, I don't see the company providing any benefits that the government doesn't fucking make them. Because uh, they'd rather just pay you out in royalties, you know, for the seven, for the several small, big guys, for the small amount of big guys that they have to cover and actually paying for these sorts of things. There's an army of nobodies in NXT are filling out low cards that they don't have to, you know. It's all a numbers game with his business. Um, I don't know. It's so whatever. We'll see
0: what happens. Yeah, man. And we can always hope. It's the biggest thing. So, um, yeah, I guess that's it. This has been a fight forever.
1: Yeah, great. Good job. Way to really bring the house down, Colin. Yep. Talking serious time bullshit here. Uh, yeah, this is fight forever. Um, we're a wrestling podcast. If you like what you're doing, you can find us at twitter.com, facebook.com, instagram.com, and soundcloud.com at fight forever pod. Um, like, share, subscribe, tell a friend maybe if they like wrestling. If you like wrestling, give it a shot. You know, we talk a lot of shit about it, but we keep doing this every week. It is a lot of fun. Uh, you know, give us a holler. Um, it's Call good. me sometime. Call, why don't Call you come? Call me sometime. Why don't you come up and see us? Uh, uh all of the uh, music provided in this episode has been brought to you by Mo Goodley. You can see him at SoundCloud.com/slash Mo Goodley, and uh, the theme music that should be welling up under my voice right about now is brought to you by our friend RedWire. So, uh, otherwise, I think that's the end for this week. Colin. Hmm? You got anything you want to send him out on? Don't Cosby somebody's drink.
0: Unless, of course, that means you're gonna drop some old Bill Cosby's and their drink. Like old Bill Cosby, not
1: Rapey Bill Cosby. Not like old like not young, like old man Bill Cosby. young Bill Cosby. I thought it was just gonna be Jell-O Pudin Pops,
0: but and <laughs> Korak film! Oh, mm-hmm.